You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. And David, January was an interesting one. It started off well, had a bit of a wobble and ended quite well. And I think last week we had the best week for quite a while for the S&P and and the Nasdaq. And I'm just looking at the market today and suddenly thinking, okay, where to next? Is it it going to be led by Ukraine? Is it going to be led by interest rates, uh, which has been well documented and quite well handled, I think, by central banks? Results season, obviously. But uh, what's next, do you think? Because it's it's, it's a market that needs to be fed, I think. Mm, Yeah. I I think we're going to wobble. Um, throughout this year. It's going to be up and down. Um, it's not going to be an easy year because we'll move from one bit of uh, data to another, you know, to something else. Um, at the moment, we are, we're moving on the back of good results that are coming out of tech companies and most of, uh, you know, most corporates are, have really done very well and we are seeing still very good signs on that. But we still got to work out what... Um, how many interest rate hikes are going to be in the U.S., in Europe, in in the U.K., and we've also got to work out um, inflation. Is it is it going to ease back or not? So the signs go all over the place. You know, one day you get a positive sign, the next day you get a negative sign. So I think you've got to be you've got to be very not brave, but you've got to be tough to get through this because your emotions are going to be drawn up and down. In the meantime, today things are okay. Yes. And uh, we've seen a recovery in the NASDAQ and uh, we've seen a recovery in the S&P. And, you know, so, so you feel good, but tomorrow it can change. And I'm not, you know, I'm a, you know, by nature, I'm very bullish. Yes. And I like to look on the bright side. But, but one's got to be, you know, you've you got to be realistic and it's, understand that we're in this transition period. It's very interesting because our friend Wayne McCurry, He's, he's been in the market for over three decades. He doesn't come close to, to you in terms of the number, <laughs> number of years. But um, he, he said, to, I had a chat with him last week. And incidentally, he, re- he read something. I think so, he had something on um, Bruce Whitfield's show, which he, yeah. which he had Bruce Whitfield r- read out. It, it was some sort of uh, tribute or eulogy to you. But the point is, I said to him, what, what about this year? He says, he says, well, I think inflation is going to come back to 2 to 3% in the, in the United States of America. And I said, well, where does that come from? And he, and he gave me various analyses and top economists yeah. that have said this, and it's because mm. it's going to come off a high base and everything. And it's, mm. it's really mm. got to, again, that word feed, it's got to be fed in order to stay at 5 6 7%. And I still think 2 to 3% is too optimistic from Wayne. But yeah. um, he said if it doesn't do that and interest rates yeah. do keep on rising uh, th- throughout the year, he says there could be a catastrophic fall. And he's, yeah. he, he said at best, I think this year is going to be flat uh, stock markets to minus 10%. But at, at worst, it could be 30 to 40% down should inflation remain at these rather unpalatable levels. And I don't know what you make of that. That was a sort no, of condensed I, version of it. No, you did right. He's did right. You know that's that's why I'm saying to you that that we don't know. You know, it's going to be lurching from one piece of uh, information or one number to another, and we're hoping. You know, in, the markets are beginning to reflect lower inflation. Mm. When I say lower, not the not the levels that uh, perhaps we were thinking about a month or two ago. Not elevated levels that they will ease back. 
and that's coming in some of the interest rates. You know where that was picked up? In fact, I picked this up from the Financial Times. It was their lead article on the the weekend was the uh, tips, which are the inflation linkers, you know, which which give you an idea of how people are thinking about inflation. And and the I don't understand, so don't ask me to explain how inflation linkers work. I understand ten-year bonds, you know, the straight ordinary nominal bonds, but inflation linkers, I think, just have a look forward and build it into the pricing. So it looks like people are beginning to believe that it will ease back a bit. And and I think for the very reason that Wayne said, you know, the base effects. Can we continue to see oil doubling from these levels, you know, 180 or so on? Because no, inflation is a rate. You know, that's what that's what it has. You know, it, it's a rate, a rate of increase. So, and, and I think wages as well. I think there's one-off adjustments that will take place. So I, I, I wouldn't stick my neck out, but uh, I remain cautious. But I think that, you know, you probably will see prices coming down. And hopefully we won't see as many rate hikes as the pessimists built in that they will. Yeah, where are we going to – where we hope, you know, we, we'll stop at what might be a neutral rate, which is good for the market, good for the, uh, you know, good for inflation, somewhere in between. What level that is, I don't know. So, I, you know, what am I doing at the moment? <laughs> Probably just sitting back and saying, is it time to go into the market? Probably not. No. You know, you want to see you, – you want more confirmation, Lindsay. You don't want to do it now. You know, you don't, you, don't want to, you don't want to speculate with other people's money or be frivolous with other people's money. You want to be sure when you make that move. So I think we're there. I'm, I'm enjoying it that it's up. But um, I think I need a lot more confirmation to say, okay, you know, we're over the worst – yeah, I do believe in, in the sort of growth stocks that you like are slightly mm. more vulnerable mm. because of their elevated valuations yep. than as, as some of the value stocks, although value stocks, of course, last year and even to a certain extent this year have caught up somewhat. What about reading over yep. the weekend, David? What did you do? You're an economist and FT fan. Yeah, I know that. I like, there's a very good article in The Economist. I like The Economist this week. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to get into, you know, which was all around interest rate hikes on the economy. But the one that impressed me, and I'm going to have to reread it, because yeah. uh, when you read an economist, you go through it and say, okay, this is interesting. Now let's break it, you know, let's, let's break it apart and uh, analyze it. And it was, I, I don't know whether it's in the business section or the finance section, it said, why the impressive pace of investment growth looks likely to endure. Supply chains, technological change, and climate targets will all demand more capital spending in the 2020s. Now, that's what we've been talking about. When you've asked me what themes, you know, do we invest in, now, um, you know, I've, I've, give, I've said, you know, you, I will tell you that this is what we think. This is where we see the money going, you know, into renewable energy, into electric cars, you know, into all kinds of te new technology, into medicine, into health and so on. Yeah. And this article is around that. But it also explains, which I didn't know where that money will come from, and that's from savings, uh, what Bernanke called, and I'm quoting from the article, yeah. what Bernanke called the glut of savings. So they go back to 2005 and illustrate how savings have been built up and you know how this will keep interest rates low and or, or keep them down and also provide the kind of base for further invest, you know, for these investment themes that we're talking about. Now, this is not me talking. This is the article talking. So I, I said that this this fits in with 
with uh, um, where you know where I think the market's going and what's been driving me. So that was that was very good. I you know enjoyed but, that but, side. But, of but David, ex- explain this to me. Do they think that a glut of savings is almost as bad as a glut of debt, or how do they approach no, the the idea no. of a high level of savings, People particularly household saving. savings? Yeah, householders have been saving. Uh, Companies have been saving And even governments have been saving They've been building up their reserves When you build up your reserves, that's cash So you use that cash And they they, they mentioned some of the Sovereign funds that have been built up Some of the huge sovereign funds In the Scandinavian countries and so on So I'm saying, I need That's why I'm pointing you to that Have a read of that one That that was something that, that, that You know, fitted into my way of thinking and uh, I like the other the other thing, Lindsay. I try to get on top of uh, I try to get on top of Meta and Amazon and the you know the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, there was a lot of coverage and and uh, you know the, the the media have always been beware of tech. You know, beware of tech because of regulatory authorities. They're too big. Um, they are growing themselves. They're arrogant. You know, it's it's always been the media approach. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it and say, listen, how are these companies doing, yeah. and 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 how they're going to do in the future. Is Amazon going to continue to grow? Remember, these businesses can't grow at the same pace because the um, you know, the base gets bigger. If you, if you go of twenty percent. Then your, uh, you know, your base, which was 100, is now 120. Then if you go up another 120, then it goes up to 144. It's so the same it's as the inflation argument that we've yes, already spoken exactly. about. exactly. Yes. So, so you can't keep growing at that kind of level. You know, no company can keep growing. But, I mean, fundamentally, the base is, you know, remains very strong, the amount of cash that you generate. So I, I like to look at the businesses like that. I can't get my head around Meta. You know, I can't. Is it good or is it bad? I'm still. What do you I'm, mean? You I'm mean the you mean the company previously known as Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Or, or the meta, or the metaverse itself, the concept of well, the metaverse. Metaverse because is very much part of it. This is a big mm. bet he's making, isn't it, on the yeah, metaverse, yeah, or whatever yeah, it is? Because yeah. some people are saying, well, if this fails, you know, you could yeah, become yeah. a. A Nokia or a BlackBerry, uh, because yes. you know it's, it's people like I've never used Facebook, but it's it is an older audience now, and you need to to constantly give the young users what they crave and come up mm. with something new all the time. Which Facebook, yeah, it does. I, from what I understand, from my children, uh, they they are constantly new initiatives. But on the other hand, if Meta if Meta fails with the metaverse, then it could be a problem. Exactly, and it's because it's, it's it's still a lofty valuation, I believe. Yeah, it's not as lofty as it was. No, of course. And it's probably on a forward of about 18. Mm. So there is value there. But I think he has, this metaverse has to uh, work. Otherwise, as you say, he's a Nokia or one of those companies, an IBM or something like that, that has never really regained its former glory. And, and, and I think that's important. The metaverse, I don't understand it. Nope. But when you put on those glasses, what do you call them, whatever it is, you know, you can meet friends in the metaverse, you can play games, you can have a whole new social life around that. That opens massive possibilities for all of us old people, you know. So, 
<laughs> so I'm perfectly happy I'll without be... wearing glasses and meeting people. Thank you very much. Very happy not not meeting you on, <laughs> by putting a pair of glasses on. I like talking to you. Don't get me wrong, but ah, that's I funny. Though. I, I don't want to see mm-hmm. you. I really don't want yeah, to. No. Thank you very much. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, this is this is a different dimension, and you know, for people to play games like that, so. Mm. He is making a big gamble, and he's throwing lots of money at it. Because I was looking at the cat, you know, Facebook for what, however we think, you know, whatever mm. we think, generates massive amounts of money. I mean, yeah. money that we can't think about, and he's reinvesting it in the technology. So listen, he's giving, <laughs> he's developing technology. You know, it might not be used in the metaverse, but I'm sure whatever they come out with it will will be positive. So that's that's the future, but. The the other thing is that when I think about it as well, I know we hate Zuckerberg. You know, he's got that certain arrogance about him when you see him. But um, yeah, you've got to be grudgingly, uh, grudgingly. uh, Mm. uh, uh, You've got to admire him in a grudging sort of way. But he's a loathsome Mm. character, in my opinion. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But every business, you know, we we talk about the youngsters. But whenever you need something, what do you do? You go onto the Facebook page. You want to know what Nike's new releases are, what new shoes they go, you go into their Facebook page or something like that. You know, that's what that's what people do all the time. And I, I love Julieta. You know Julieta? Yes. Whenever she shouts at me and fights with me she, about Facebook, it's always on WhatsApp. And I say, hello. <laughs> you know? Oh, is she an anti-Zuckerbergian? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I say, anti-Facebook, but I mean, all the frustrations and anger, you know, she will she will express to you on on a WhatsApp, you know, and she talks to her family, everybody. So, so I'm saying we all use it in some form or, or yeah. whether we like it or not. Yeah, quite right. You know, so so it it's still a very powerful business, but I think uh, a lot depends on whether he can come up with new products. Yes, David. So there's not much really, much not much else to to, to talk about Mm-mm. in this. Um, what is it now? Uh, tomorrow will be the second week of February already. Yeah. Um, but what I did do, uh, what I've started doing is reading a bit now. I've started reading okay. more, which is good. And one of the things I read, I couldn't get a hard copy of it. Um, uh, it was ages ago. And then you mentioned it again to me, the Simon Cooper book yeah. about yeah. Uh, about Barcelona. Barcelona. And I, yeah, I've got my, I've got a lovely um, uh, wireless speaker, which uh, links up with my, my mobile, <laughs> with my iPhone. And I listened to, I have to ration myself to a chapter every couple of days because the book is so good. And then I listened to the chapter again because there is so much information. What an extraordinary story that club yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, it's, you don't yeah. have to be a football fan. Yeah. It's like someone who says, no. well, I don't like cars, so I'm not going to watch Top Gear. You don't need to like cars to watch Top uh, Gear because it explains things, things so beautifully and entertains you. It's exactly the same with this, this Barcelona book. Isn't it fantastic? I love, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it, you know what it does. You see, it's more than just about Barcelona. Mm. It's yes, Barcelona is the centre of uh, the discussions and how they reach their greatness. And I didn't realise how big Pep was. I must be honest. I attribute it to the Barcelona club, but I didn't realise how. First of all, Johan Cruyff, and then Pep Guardiola. I mean, uh, you know, how brilliant he was and how he took what Crave learned him and obviously fine-tuned it. But what I've been finding more fascinating is the lives of the players themselves. Yes. You know, and how he gets into it and how they act and, and what they do. And, 
you know, and how lonely it can be, how some came and how some went and so on. And, uh, you know, he, he drew this, I don't know if you've learned about, uh, heard of, uh, you know, read about Messi, but they were, you yes. know, Messi was Messi because of Barcelona. In other words, with, with the people behind him, he would never have been Messi without uh, Iniesta, Xavi, and uh, PK, oh, not Rakitic, no, Busquets, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, and he attributed to the whole way that PK as well, yeah, you know, how they knew him. And 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 when you, I, it was absolutely fascinating how he, go, he goes into a game and he just walks around, yes, for the first 10 for, and he walks w- watches the defenders yeah. and he says, Okay, I'm not yeah. going to touch the ball. He, he, there was even one example where the ball, he could have got the ball, he could have stopped it from going into touch, but he didn't. He just watched it because he was watching the defenders and he said, Okay, yeah. now yeah. I know what yeah. you're doing, now I know how yeah. I can exploit your, mm-hmm. your deficiencies mm. and things like that. And also, yeah. the, the, the crowd as well, David, you go to an Arsenal game or a Spurs yeah. or a Chelsea or a Liverpool, a Man United game, and Ipswich game even is a lot of chanting there's a lot of singing uh, there's a lot of tribalry going on there um you go to a barcelona game which i've done on a couple of dozen occasions and it's fascinating it's very quiet it's really really quiet unless you unless it's el clasico against real madrid the yeah, crowd yeah. sits there there's families and there's kids so they're sitting on the knee of the bloke next to you and you watch it and but the the adoration of messi you say that messi was messi because of barcelona Barcelona was Barcelona because of, of, because of Messi. Cruyff and uh, Guardiola and Messi. He oh, yeah. he yeah, was yeah. he was he's he's revered yeah. there. People cry when yeah. he scores a goal at a, at a yeah. Barcelona I just, game. I just think that that anybody listening to this podcast, I think, get hold of the book. You'll love it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's I, I, it's given me such a great insight into the world of football, and especially at that level. And not only Barcelona, because I think it does touch. You know, you you're able to understand how other clubs work. And what I love, what I under, you know, they never trained hard. They only pay this. What did they call it? This like uh, uh, rondo. You know, where yes. and and uh, you know, so many other clubs concentrated on because Crave was lazy. You know? he and he smoked. And he smoked two packets of cigarettes smoked, a day he was a as well. Smoker. Yeah. <laughs> And and you learn how he used small players because a lot of small players would never have played in those leagues. But uh, and and his his whole quality and that you know when they, when they complain that uh, like they're too small to defend corners, he says, "Well, don't give away a corner then." Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. In fact, today, David, I, oh, I, I, like I, it, I yeah. because I'm enjoying it so much and rereading mm. it, um, yeah. Uh, audio, audio-wise, um, I uh, contacted Simon Cooper today. He's an FT journalist, I, funnily enough, and, yes, and, and yes, an yes. expert and fanatical football supporter. So I love him already. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to set up a podcast with him as a no, as, a, as a fellow Barcelona yeah. um, a, a yeah. fanatic. Um, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Otherwise, um, yeah, it's another five days till till Saturday when uh, the Premiership mm. comes back. It's been rather dull, yeah. hasn't it? No, it has been. I've, I've got to catch up again. My life has gone down considerably since. No wife, no football. <laughs> no wife, no football. <laughs> <laughs> and frozen food, frozen food meals. You know. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You're in New York on Friday. and uh, Can you watch football in New York when you're there? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a channel. 
Uh, and the nice thing is I watch it early because <laughs> they what's it five hours behind. Yeah, it's like uh, seven eight o'clock in the morning or something yeah, for some games. Yeah, nothing nicer. Go for a run, come back and watch football. Brilliant! <laughs> what a life you're living the dream. <laughs> David Shapiro, thank you Only very for much for a week. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time as always. That was David Shapiro. Okay. That was Shapiro World, and David is from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.